0: Welcome to Community Foundation Coffee Talks, a podcast for community foundations to listen and learn from their peers. In this episode, we're continuing the conversation on COVID 19 concerns in day to day accounting functions. This discussion comes from a webinar that was recorded on April 7th. The topic areas covered were managing emergency response funds, what kind of budget detail funders are asking for in applications, internal controls in a remote environment, monitoring market conditions, among other things. All right, let's join the conversation. The first voice we are going to hear is Crystal McMillan, who moderated the discussion, followed by Susie Lotrick from Jewish Community Foundation of Greater Hartford.
1: So let's jump into our three questions for today's Coffee Talks. Here is our first topic for question and it's around managing an emergency response plan. Um, One thing I'll just talk about real quick while we let people have some time to answer in on this one. Um, I attended a conference a couple of years ago in Las Vegas. I believe it was the Community Foundation United Conference and the speakers were from Sandy Hook, um, the Pride Night Club shootings, and the Las Vegas shootings. that presentation always sits with me and when I was thinking about this coffee talk today, that came to mind and how they really all stressed the importance of having an emergency preparedness plan in place and how for them, it really helps them respond quickly, they'd already had the discussions, they had direction from the board of how their particular organization would respond. Um, And so that's really where I want to go with our first discussion topic today. For those of you that answered yes, would you please share how your organization activated those plans and the impact of already having something in place?
2: Hi, um, Jewish Community Foundation of Greater Hartford. And I just want to clarify, when you say emergency response plan, are you saying that we've set up an, asking if we set up an emergency response fund?
1: Not so much a fund, but just the, the a plan is how your organization is going to respond in certain situations. Not so, much or, the yeah. oh, not
2: so much the virus that's taken, not so much the pandemic right now, but in
1: general? Yes. Yes, thanks for asking that question. I
2: guess I'm kind of confused on how to answer that one. So we do, I mean, we were able to go right into remote working within a couple of days.
3: Uh-huh. And
2: we work with the Federation, who's literally across the hall from us in the same building. And together, uh, we, we created a, a response fund and uh-huh. um, seeded it with uh, money from our We put a pause on our unrestricted grant making and seeded that 100,000 of that pool into the response fund, and then the Federation is seeding it with some money as well. And then we've been having a lot of, um, I don't know if I'm answering the question properly, a lot of donors from their advised funds have been granting, you know, doing Interfund grants into the response fund. Um, I mean, I know that we have our stuff backed up and all that kind of stuff, so I don't know if I'm answering the question correctly or completely.
1: No, that was great. I think um, I could have asked the question a little bit more clearly. Um, The question I was trying to initially pose before we started to dig into like setting up funds and the mechanic of setting up a fund was, um, I know some organizations, for example, our local community foundation was deciding, okay, do we work with other local nonprofits in the area? Or do we feel like the community, how does the community foundation want to respond in a time of need? And knowing what partner organizations to pull in, um, that kind of a question.
2: Okay, so then we do, we have that with the Jewish Federation next door because they're the ones who are directly in, in conversation with different Jewish agencies within our, in the greater Hartford area.
1: Oh, great, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, any other hands raised?
4: I, I wanted to jump in on this because we we don't have an emergency response plan. We hadn't ever done one, but I will say that we moved fairly quickly uh, once all of this happened to um, develop the part. You know, I mean, we already we're small community, rural. Uh, yes, you know, so we already had good relationships with our. Um, Colleagues and other funding organizations um, and and so we were able to very quickly develop that uh, response in working with them, getting a fund set up, uh, pulling together the community leaders so that instead of everybody making calls to everybody else, you know we would have one call where we would all you know, talk together, share what our responses and our issues and and needs were in the community. But, um, yeah, probably still need a good emergency response plan Uh uh, in in place for the future. And and I think we'll be able to get there from from here now. But that's all, that's just what I wanted to say is that, you know, it's, Particularly if you're in a larger community, I think having one is very important. In the smaller community, I think as long as you know your other organizations, you can develop that fairly quickly. So Mm -hmm. nothing formal yet, but
5: I guess we'll get there.
1: Yeah, great buddy, thank you.
5: Hey, I'm Tamara Cox with the Benton Community Foundation. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great, I made sure I unmuted correctly. Um, well, we started out with disaster relief three or four years ago due to, um, we live in a very small rural community. Um, the virus hasn't hit this area three or four years ago, we had flooding. Uh So uh, we had already set up a disaster relief fund, um, for that, and we have been funding it. And then we worked with another nonprofit organization, um, community action, that would take applications um, for that disaster and any disaster in the future, whether it be weather related or um, health related. So they Uh would take applications for us and we would just be the funding partners. And when this came up, then we have already quickly put into action with our emergency management and our health department and the schools, we all got together and just kind of, figured out whose role was going to be what and, and put up a telephone line that people could call for questions and how to Uh staff that. So we worked very well and very quickly with um, all the other nonprofits and government agencies pretty quick.
1: Great. Okay, good. Good to hear. Um, Thank you, Tamara. So let's go ahead and then just kind of keeping an eye on time move on to the next part of the question is um, is your organization granting already and if so are you guys granting to individuals nonprofits um, what is your organization doing to respond to current events
3: we are um, getting our grant application closes on Friday we are giving to um, nonprofit organizations that are serving the basic needs of you know our most vulnerable residents uh-huh. um, so food diapers cleaning supplies um, even you know transportation or medication this is a time when people you know still maybe low-income individuals might still need to refill prescriptions that you know they can't afford now. Uh-huh. Um, as well as you know, maybe they couldn't hardly afford them before either. Yeah. So, um, but not making any to individuals yet. I'd be interested in hearing if anyone is opening um, maybe company-supported employee assistant funds.
1: Okay, great question, Taylor. Okay, uh, anybody on the call um, able to respond to Taylor's question around if? Any of you guys are seeing organizations spin up um, employee assistant plans?
2: We are not granting to individuals directly, uh, just to, to nonprofits. And we've not issued, like literally issued grants from the response fund yet because the grants committee are kind of vetting the agencies that have already applied. Uh, we do have donors that have called in and have uh, requested us to send out grants to different either fund other response funds from other communities or uh, agencies that are in need of funds from their advised funds, but not to individuals. Okay, great. All
1: right. Thank you, Susie.
3: Hi, I'm with the Delaware Community Foundation. Um, so we uh, have already started issuing grants. We issued 350,000 this past um, Friday. Um, I think it was to about 10 different organizations specific um, for the basic needs, um, including housing vouchers. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are currently working with a restaurant association about how we can help them um, with, uh, you know, restaurant workers, servers and such.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's definitely been a hard hit industry. Great, Joyce. Thank you.
6: I'm with the Hancock County Community Foundation in central Indiana. And we've uh, issued two rounds of grants. Um, we stopped our uh, unrestricted um, cycle and reallocated some of those monies to seed a fund. And then some donor advisors and some community organizations have also donated to that fund. Uh-huh. Um, and we've had two rounds of grants go out the door and we are vetting them um, that staff approval and then uh, informing the board for that mm-hmm. our grants so far are um, focused kind of on the immediate needs, um, but we do have a plan going forward for more long-term impact um, as the situation
4: continues.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good,
3: thanks Carol.
4: I'm with the Community Foundation of Greene County in southwestern Pennsylvania and we aren't requiring much budget detail at all, uh, much to my, I don't know, <laughs> it worries me a, a little bit. And um, we've just started accepting applications last week and sent six of those to the grant committee yesterday, uh, last night for starting the review and we'll meet by Zoom on Thursday. But all we asked were two simple questions. I stole from the Ball Brothers Family Foundation in Illinois. Um, Just two, two questions of describe what it is you wanna do, you know, and why. And the second question is what kind of impact you feel that this grant would have on you. And then we just ask for a, you know, Give, we, we say, give us a grant budget and describe what it was. And I'll I tell you what, I'm getting budgets all over the place, just like I normally do.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
4: but it's, it's not a lot of detail. And we're only asking them to describe uh, or share what they are asking for from our fund. So if, if they are receiving money from somewhere else, we haven't asked for an, a, a description of that. So we'll see how it works. Um, it's not as much information as I like, but we wanted it to be quick and fast and uh, understanding that some of our nonprofits are, you know, and, and directors are really struggling right now, trying to figure out how they're retooling what they're doing and finding new ways of doing things mm-hmm. that we wanted to make it as easy as possible for them. We are going to require a grant report though. I saw somebody in, Chat, so they aren't requiring. great yeah. I'm going to require something.
1: Yeah, Betty, I think that that's fair. Um, yeah, I just kind of seeing some responses while well, Betty um, was sharing her information. That yeah, I just to be re, uh, respond quickly um, and knowing that the organizations yes. are working. Um, seems like most have said that they're not requiring budgets at the moment. So I think this is again. Um, great way to continue this conversation in Coffee Talk, since this one really did pose a lot of great feedback. Um, For the sake of time, let's switch over to our next question, which is again, internal controls in a remote environment. And the reason why I, I thought this one would be a good question is because during our finance Coffee Talk back on March 26th, Several of the attendees did have questions around maintaining good internal controls in this new environment. I felt like a lot of folks were just transitioning to working remotely and then the staggered work environment and just it was a very new world, so kind of curious to see now that two weeks have lapsed, how are people settling in to this new environment? So the question I'm posing for the group is what changes has your organization implemented around internal internal controls as I'm starting to work remotely.
6: Um, We were very, very happy to see both the check template um, Mm -hmm. improvement and the uh, check process improvement that were implemented right about the time we went to remote Mm -hmm. work. That's been um, just huge for us we were able to um, set up a couple of check different levels of check approvers mm-hmm. um, remotely through Community Suite and also um, print checks with signatures after that process happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to get approval from our bank to do the, print, the printed cert- signatures. So at the moment, I am able to do all of the check writing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been able to maintain our normal um internal controls uh just done electronically instead of in person
1: Mm -hmm. great thanks carol yeah and for anybody that's not on community suite um yeah like carol was saying um some of the functionality that came out with community suite was really well timed not intentional but i'm glad that it worked out i think that's something that uh with Community Suite, we're always trying to improve on workflows, uh, make things more efficient for folks, and the ability to be able to work remotely just as life needs it. So um, thank you, Carol. OK, um, moving on, um, keeping an eye on time. Next question I have is, um, has anybody seeked the advice of their auditors or touched base with, based with their auditors? Um, With everything going on, the reason why I wanted to pose this question is, um, I did attend a CPE webinar that was focused on auditors, and that's such a sector that is so used to being in person and doing inventory audits. So I definitely feel for that group um, of how they're going to continue their audits in this time. So uh, looking to see if anybody like to raise their hand and um, respond. You know, have you reached out to your auditors to get their counsel? And then also, too, is anybody's audits getting delayed because of this? I was kind of curious to see um, if anybody's experiencing that.
7: Hi. This is crazy because right in the midst of the first week of the pandemic, our auditors contacted me and wanted our information to start our audit because they were working from home, so they needed something to do, apparently. (laughs) So um, a lot of our information is scanned into our files. We have Google files. Um, a Google Drive, so we were able to download a lot of things and just email them. Um, we're trying now to figure out a way, the best way, to scan all our receipts and uh-huh. how to keep track of those in a very organized way, which is a challenge right now. But, um, it's really no different with our auditors. They're at their home instead of our office. so. Um, Mostly everything was emailed and just I met her on the street with the box for, with the receipts and just kind of was it was actually the day they had just announced on the news we had our first case that day. So we like stood eight feet apart and reached our arms out and handed the box across and she was on her way. But um, that's how uh-huh. we're handling it.
1: All right. Great, Jody. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about how. You know, some of the audit firms might just need to re-gear and focus on those organizations that they can audit um, remotely and pick up those organizations that they can, or at least it's more challenging at another time. So um, thank you for sharing, Jody. Let's move on to our last question of the day, monitoring market conditions. Um, You know, I think one of the first things we saw here um, at Foundant, and, you know, for most of you, we are, you know, we're home based out of Montana, so we were one of the last states to do the shelter in place and and start to send all the employees home. So uh, the first thing that we started to see at Foundant was folks wanting to um, run some analysis on their admin fees and what admin fees may look like in the future um, during some of these market downturns. So my first question is, has any organization yet made any changes to their um, investment accounts or offerings that they're making with current donors during this time. You know, Holly and I were talking yesterday. I think one of her clients was pulling the investment committee together for an emergency meeting. So is anyone else experiencing that? So we
2: have a, uh, an investment committee and then we have a colonial consulting out of New York that mm-hmm. does our, our investments. And so our CEO and head of the investment committee have been um, asking the consultant to deliver us return information on almost on a daily basis. Uh-huh. We did call an emergency investment committee meeting, we did it through Zoom, and uh, basically sought the counsel from the um, consultant on you know, if we would need to rebalance. And so uh-huh. he basically said that he just wanted to wait a little while, but he would indeed reach out should we need to, to rebalance our, our target allocations. In our pool. So he's basically been our, our, our Bible for mm-hmm. keeping track of the market. And then we also still moved forward with our, we have an annual luncheon where we provide, where he does a presentation to donors. We invite everybody to, to come in for lunch. So we did that via Zoom on April 1st. So that was great because he was able to provide our donors with, um, you know, what's going on in the market and how things are working and how he's in, in conversation with our investment committee.
1: Great, Um, it's exciting to hear that you guys already had conversations with donors and letting them know how you guys are responding. Uh, So I think what we should just do with our remaining time is does anybody have questions that they would like to pose to the group that we haven't covered today that's like to use this vehicle to ask those questions of your peers?
3: Good afternoon, this is Julie Cole Mecham with the Community Foundation of Boone County central Indiana. in central indiana uh, my quick question is what um, if any communications are folks making with their fund advisors and with the public about their investments are, are you just kind of you know not communicating out because everybody knows we're kind of all in the same boat or are you sending out communications basically saying you know we're, we're staying the course this is consistent with our Um, um, investment policy, et cetera, uh, with your specifically fund advisors? Uh, We let our fund holders know that we had had an emergency investment committee meeting, and then we shared with them some information that our advisor put together um, that looked back at market downturns over the last 50 years and how quickly or not so quickly that the market returns um, to previous levels. And that seems to have been well received by our fund holders.
1: Great, Taylor. Okay, thank you. And I just want to wrap up and say thank you for joining us today. I definitely was wrapping up my second cup of coffee for the day. That has been my stress reliever. Um, and (laughs) Chocolate and coffee. That's, that's my stress reliever. Um, wish everyone a well and safe couple next weeks. Um, Rosie Springers is actually going to host our next coffee talk um, here in two weeks. I'm really excited to bring in another member of Foundant to our coffee talk session. So thank you again, Holly, for helping out today. And everyone have a happy and wonderful Tuesday.
0: So that was our conversation. There were so many ideas and so many new ideas because this is a new situation. We're going to keep bringing you conversations like this, following the coffee talks that we host online. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. You can look for announcements on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by following Foundend technologies. And we want to hear from you. Unlike a lot of podcasts out there, you can participate yourself by registering for one of our Coffee Talk webinars. You can register for a webinar or access additional resources by clicking on the links in the episode notes. So from everyone at Founded Technologies, thanks for listening. We hope you found it helpful and we can't wait to connect with you again on our next Coffee Talk